Has this cross position really blessed you? Don't worry, it's blessing me too. Who's preaching it? So I'm sure it should bless you too. Cross position, amen. Exodus 15 from verse 22 to 25. Glory to God. We do the third installment today and then next week Sunday women's Thanksgiving on Sunday morning come beautifully dressed and we'll take it up from there. Amen. Glory to God. Let's read one, two, three, go in concert. So Moses brought Israel. No, no, no. We have to read out one, two, three, go. So and they went out into the wilderness of shore and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Next verse. And when they came to Mara, they could not drink of the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of the place is called Mara. Next verse. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Next verse. And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet, and there he made for them a statue and an ordinance, and he glory to God. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. You know this one already. Can we read it together in concert at the count of three? One, two, three, go. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Let's read it again at the count of three. One, two, three, go. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. Just one more time. One, two, three, go. For the preaching of the cross. It is the power of God. Just something light in Matthew chapter 17, verse 5. Matthew 17, verse 5. Matthew 17, verse 5. It says, While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom... I am well pleased, hear ye him. This is my beloved son. On this Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah showed up, and that is where this scripture came from. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. Today I want to teach you, as we go into cross-position, on the importance of, of um, emphasizing and enforcing the cross tell your neighbor you have to enforce the cross say it again you have to enforce the cross the cross is for enforcement and that's what i want to show you from the scriptures this morning bow your head for a word of prayer father we thank you we trust on your spirit this morning that you help me preach the word of god's grace um, with clarity in the name of jesus i ask that you give understanding to everyone in this room be glorified my king in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my King, for understanding to your people. Send the kind of unction that makes teaching and preaching simple. Open up our eyes to see Jesus. Let your name be glorified. Let your people be edified. Let the kingdom of darkness be terrorized. In Jesus' matchless name. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, I said glory to God. Let me start this morning by saying the cross is the central point of the scriptures. The cross is the central point of the scripture. Everything before the cross was pointing to the cross. 
and everything after the cross was leading back to the cross. The cross is the central point of the scriptures. Everything that happened before the cross was pointing to the cross. Everything that happened after the cross was leading back to the cross. Did you hear what I said? Everything that happened before the cross was pointing to the cross. Everything that happened after the cross was leading back to the cross. Because the cross is the message of the church. And like I showed you um, uh, last week explaining to you, um, you, you would not go into a restaurant shop and the, the logo of the restaurant is nail, hammer, and chisel. You are likely not going to eat there. Are you listening to me? You, I saw it at the captain's yesterday at uh, um, Jack on the Mall. You need to go there to have breakfast, good food. When you see the logo, you will know that you're, you're entering a restaurant. You see what I'm saying? If you're entering a hospital, you're actually going to see something that's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, you, you, yeah, yeah. The cross is this, the hospital sign is the serpent on the cross. So the doctors are actually telling you that it's Jesus that can heal you. But even the doctors don't know that that is their sign. I just helped you, Apricot Doctor. Tell me thank you. You did not know before. Say thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> he did not know before. I said, Doctor. So if you go to the hospital, the sign of the hospital is the serpent on the cross. So medical science is actually showing you that as far as health is concerned, is the cross. So we treat Jesus heals. This is powerful. As far as medical science is concerned, the cross is the central point. Glory to God. Somebody say the cross. Come on, somebody say the cross. Just, I just want to put something down. Amen. Somebody say the cross is everything. So the cross is the, you can't cross the cross in the scriptures. Because the cross is, this, is the crux of the matter in the scripture. So you can't read the scripture and bypass the cross. Because the cross is the statement of the scripture. Are you listening to me? So you can't just cross the cross of the scripture. Because the cross is the central point of the scripture. Everything before the cross was pointing to the cross. Every prophecy that is valid was pointing to the cross. Any prophecy that did not point to the cross, disregard it. It's not important to the text. That's how you locate the thread. Let me show you something. Do you even know that when Paul preached about the gospel in the epistles, he used the scriptures in the Old Testament as the basis of his message? I'm going somewhere with you this, this morning. Paul used the prophets of the Old Testament's prophecy to show us the plan of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let me show you something. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you what? No, I need you to speak with me. Unto you what? Which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein ye? Next verse. By which also you are saved, if we keep what? What I preached unto you, unless you have what? Next verse. He now says, for I delivered unto you first of all that 
which I also received. Watch this. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. What are the scriptures? Not every part of the Bible. Scripture is Genesis to Malachi. He's saying how God Jesus died for our sins. That means what I'm telling you is documented in the prophecies from the prophets of the Old Testament. So I'm teaching you this morning that if the prophets of the Old Testament prophesied about the cross to come, what should the prophets of the New Testament prophesy about? The finished work of the cross. The cross that came, yes. If the Old Testament prophet, were, they were prophesying that the cross is coming. Now the cross has come. What, what makes you a New Testament prophet is that you are prophesying about the cross. Because that's the crux of the matter. Are you listening to me? Are you getting me? So what is the scriptures? Let me show you some of the scriptures Paul was talking about. It's right here. So watch. Old Testament talked about the cross from Genesis to Malachi. Jesus came to manifest these doings in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. The apostles elucidated on these in the epistles. I'll say that again. The Old Testament talked about the cross from Genesis to Malachi. Jesus showed up in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John to manifest what they talked about. Then the epistles elucidate on the power, the purpose of the cross. Can, are you listening to me? Peter also said this. Let me show you something. First Peter chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. First Peter chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. First Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. It says, Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently. Who prophesied? Are you seeing this? Of the grace that should come unto us. Next verse. Let me show you something. Searching what and what manner of time the spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify. When he testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. He testified what? Beforehand. Are you saying this? As that Acts chapter 3 verse 18. Acts 3 verse 18. Let's do some Bible study. This is the most important part of my preaching. The beginning. and The middle is good too. The end is powerful too. Acts 3 verse 18. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of what? Some of the prophets. So all the prophets assignment was to talk that the cross is coming. Are you saying that? That Christ should suffer. He had so fulfilled. That means the things that they talked about has been fulfilled. Are you flowing with me? Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5. Let's see how the prophets prophesied. Isaiah 53 verse 5. He, for, but he was wounded for, who is this? Isaiah. He was bruised. The chastisement of our peace. And with the stripes of Jesus. You see that? Isaiah, Psalms 22 verse 1. This is the prophet, David. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Are you getting me? Jesus had not come. Jesus had not said it. David was saying, a guy is going to shout this on the cross. Yeah. You are not understanding yeah, me. Yeah. So all the prophets of the Old Testament, their prophecies was about the cross. Yeah. 
So when you are now a New Testament prophet, you are not talking about the finished work. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the wounds of my... That means Jesus was shouting on the cross. Jesus was not born. David was prophesying. So all the prophets of the Old Testament, their prophecies was cross. I'm preaching. Okay. Isaiah 50 verse 6. Put it up there. I gave my back to the smithers and my cheeks to them that plucked off my hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Isaiah was describing Via Dalla Rosa. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Isaiah was describing the journey Via Dalla Rosa. So all the prophets in the Old Testament talked about what? Let's even Zaki, Zechariah 13, verse 6. Uncle Zach. And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thy hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friend. Micah say, Rejoice not over me, O my enemy, when I fall. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. When I sit in darkness, he was talking about the burial. Do not rejoice over, my, over me, my enemies. When I fall, he was not talking about you stumble and fall. When I die, I will arise. Are you seeing? He said, I will arise. Resurrection. Next verse. Next verse. Rejoice not against me, all my enemies, when I fall. I shall arise. Again, when I sit in darkness... So everybody in the Old Testament prophesied about the cross. So when you are a New Testament prophet without talking about the cross, you have crossed the line. So we should cross you out. Eh? We should crisscross you. <laughs> like I say, crisscross. Hosea chapter 6. Let me show you something there. 1 and 2. Come, let us return to the Lord. For he had torn and he will heal us. Hosea is interesting. He said he had torn and he will heal us. So Hosea is putting us in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. This is not even New Testament, too. See, you are least preaching New Testament. You don't know how to see Bible. Everything is there. You are least preaching New Testament. All the Bible, everything is the same. I agree. If you look cross position, I've given you over seven scriptures from the Old Testament. I just talked about your friend. Come, let us return unto the Lord. For he had torn. He now says, and he will heal us. Not him. Watch you. And he, he had smitten and he will bind us up. Check verse 2 now. After two days, he will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up. And we shall live in his sight. Ephesians says, and he has raised us up together. <laughs> now we are seated in Christ in heavenly places. 
So when we say the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. What I'm saying is that they looked at the Old Testament and said, ah, we know what they are saying from what Jesus has done. And they wrote it properly because they didn't have understanding. We have understanding. They were not born again. So they wrote mysteries. We revealed it so there's no mystery. The whole Bible is connected. It's one message. Luke 18.31 It's powerful, right? You love it. And he took unto him the twelve and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem. Watch this, Pastor Bina. And all the things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. You see, when Jesus said it is finished on the cross, eh, the very exclusive thing he was saying is that I have finished everything that he said. That all the, all the things they prophesied, I have finished it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Look to Luke 24 from verse 44. Jesus Bible study. I'll do a series on the Bible study of Jesus. I'll do it sometime. I'm working on it. Jesus. And he said unto them, These are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you, that all these things must be which were written where? And in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. That's the Old Testament. Yeah, now that's the Old Testament. Law, prophet, Psalms, finish. LHPP, law, history, poetry, prophet. That's the Old Testament. LHPP, law, history, poetry, prophet. Everything, Jesus. Next verse. And he opened their understanding that they might understand, not the epistles, the scriptures. So you know a pastor that can, you know I know a good pastor, he can read Old Testament and bring Jesus out of it. He's not hiding in Romans and Ephesians. <laughs> Next verse. And he said unto them, Thus it is what? And thus behoved Christ to what? And to rise from the, on the what? Are you understanding? Then we'll go to the mountain soon, but I just want to lay the foundation that you have understanding. You can't be a member of my church, you don't understand scriptures. Then I have failed you as a pastor. You, you don't understand scriptures. Anybody can just open your mouth and just talk in the blah blah blah. You too, you follow. You're not my member. But one of these popular merchandise guys, I don't, I don't know. Said he was in an office recently. I met one of my members in the office, not the plane no, office, and they started talking. And he was going to get my member. He tell me, say, I talk tired. He know the body. He just they look me like this. So I said, okay, go give me scriptures. He now called me, say, people, you 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 are, you don't walk. <gasps> Your people are sound. Yes. I I think I need to consider what I'm teaching. That 
is the crux of the matter, the cross. The cross. It's, we, don't, we don't open ministry to make money. Oh. That's the problem with the merchandise guy. I'm not playing, no. Yes, they, I don't, they are practitioners. I don't know how I can call them pastors. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, practitioners. I told you the one that met me, I was, the one that met me at Heathrow. Oh, already, yes, I was flying from London to preach. He met me at Heathrow. He said to me, ah, you're a young man. I told you, I said, yeah, ah, check me. He said, do you have children? I said, yes, two. Do you love them? I said, I love them. See, I don't think you love them. I hear the things you preach. You are not wise. No, 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 no. You don't collect tight from them. You don't hold their money. They come to church with money, you let them go home with the money. No, you take it. So you take it from them. Your members have money. Ah, I went to preach near your church. I saw cars, cars, powerful cars. You, I just, you don't have, oh God, God. Oh my, you don't. Oh my. I looked at him. My answer was, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to rob, I'm not going to quote, quote one scripture that makes sense and not makes sense just to get the money off them. And he said to me, I watch you, you are anointed. That's how he did his hand, anointed. Ah! See, when you get into that room, when you are preaching, that's when you raise money. He was trying to lecture me in the act. I said, he's a practitioner. See, when the anointing just as when you not raise the money. See, you see, they have money. I'm telling you. So I think the cars he saw really hurt him that he doesn't have those cars. He paid them way, way. So I, I left. So my friend kept asking me, who's that guy? I said, it's Bishop XYZ. He took my number. I said, God will punish him. Not telling me who took my preach in his church. That's when he will know that his whole flocks will be liberated. Full church. Full church, I'll take them out, out of darkness <laughs> into his marvelous light. If, if he makes the mistake, how long? If he tries it, I will know the message to preach. <laughs> the power of the gospel. <laughs> oh, that's all. <laughs> you know, but he's a sharp guy, he won't do that. He's too intelligent for that. He's too corny for that. He's sorry. He's too corny for that. He can't do that. So when you enter church, you don't hear cross. Why? What are you still doing there? So someone was talking to me. Let me tell you, in my job is difficult, blah, blah, blah. And I said to, to him, what makes the gospel preacher um, a true student of the word of God is that you are able to preach the same message. It's as faithful as a man loving his wife a thousand ways. As against loving other women. So you are faithful to the message. So you are finding ways to bring it out in a different way. That's how that's where the work of ministry is. Hebrews 10, 11 to 15. Let me show you something. So, what is the whole Bible? The will of the Father, the work of the Son, and the witness of the Spirit. That's the Bible in summary. That's my over 20 something years of Bible study summarized to you in one sentence. That the entirety of the Bible is the will of the Father, the work of the Son, and the witness of the Spirit. What is the will of the Father? That the Son should die. What is the work of the Son? He died well. He didn't faint on the cross. Then what is the witness of the church? That he died. And that brings us to the will of the Father. That's it. Hebrews 
And every priest standard daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice which can never take away sin. Next verse. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat on the right hand of God. Next verse. From henceforth expecting his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are. See the next verse. Whereof the Holy Ghost is also is a witness to us. For that he had said before. That means now that God's will has been established in Christ, the job of the Holy Ghost is to witness this message that Jesus died for you. Jesus died as you. When he was buried, you were buried with him. When he resurrected, you resurrected with him. Now you are seated in Christ in heavenly places. That is the job of the Holy Spirit. So the will of the Father, the work of the Son, Give me 15 TPT. If you have 15 TPT, quickly. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit confirms this to us by what? So when the Holy Ghost, you, you read the scripture with the help of the Holy Ghost, he shows you in the lines where this is what Jesus did for you. Because that's the crux of the matter. So we can't cross the cross because the cross is the centerpiece of the scripture. There's something God showed me this morning. I want to share it with you guys. And, I can, and then I will close. You must enforce the cross. Because these Old Testament guys, they knew some things. They're very cunning people. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So the prophets preached it in shadows. The New Testament prophet must preach it. They revealed Christ. If the prophets preached, sorry, if the prophets of the Old preached Jesus Christ in shadows, the New Testament prophet must preach Jesus revealed. Hence, the prophet is also a preacher. The cross was the... I thought you didn't hear it. I didn't know some of you caught it. Now, the cross was not a substitute plan. You see, this is the problem. The lamb was slain from the foundations of the earth. So the cross was not a substitute plan. Even if Christ is our substitute, does it make the cross a substitute plan? It was the original plan. It was locked up in Christ, revealed in Jesus. I need to open that one a little bit. So, okay. Every time you find Christ Jesus in scriptures, it's not something that happened in time. It's something that happened outside of time. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Where? Let's see verse 4. Ephesians. See, in heavenly places where? You see that dot, dot is a continuation. Next verse. According as he had chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. So when you see in Christ, in Christ is something that was secured before time. So the difference between Christ Jesus and Jesus Christ is eternity, time. Are you listening to me? So when you see Christ Jesus, is what God has done in eternity. So when, so when, when the, let me just sidebar. If the Bible now says you are blessed before time began, why do you think man can curse you? 
that your blessing, they didn't put it in anything that is, is time-based or time-manipulated. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's in Christ Jesus. So usually when you see in Christ, in Christ, is something that was secured before time began. That's grace. It's not something that you engineered. It's something that you received. Are you understanding what I'm saying? When you see Jesus Christ, it's a different ballgame. Okay, let me show you something. First Timothy. I mean, let's do this. Second Timothy. As you don't talk about we will not see Bible. Though. So let's do Bible. Who has, check the tenses. Check the tenses. You know, you know, first service, you're a Bible student, right? First service, you're a Bible student. Yeah. Second service is a different um, environment, but first service is a Bible student. Anybody that can wake up this early morning, you love the Word of God. Yeah. <laughs> you love the Word of God. The Word of God. You love the Word of God. It says, check the tenses so that will help you understand this. Who hath saved us and called us with the holy calling? Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in before the... Keep it there. If you can help me check the tenses with different colors, just so that we, we can understand it. We can understand it. It's just something like this one. It's just something that can feed you. You see... So let's read again. We say, who hath saved, hath, fantastic, by your lunch. Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world. There's a way so that was the original plan. That was the intention of God. That was the grand plan. So God doesn't start to finish. He finishes to start. Are you understanding this? So let's read this verse again. Because I'm going to verse 10. And you will see it in verse 10. 1, 2, 3, go. Who hath saved us? And so the day you got saved is not when you were saved. It's when you received the salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So the world has been saved. But not everybody has received salvation. I'm teaching good. Teaching really good. Yeah. So, and was given us in Jesus Christ before the world. In Christ Jesus, rather, before the world began. Verse 10. Bam, bam. But it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the revelation of Christ Jesus. 
it is the appearance the manifestation of Christ Jesus you have to put that Jesus Christ there too who had abolished death and had brought life and immortality to light through what the gospel so the thing was manifested in Jesus Christ doesn't mean that is the first time for because if it is when Jesus died on the cross that God did something he's reacting and God does not react he acts so the lamb was slain before the foundations of the world began are you learning something today so the cross is not a substitute plan the cross has always been the plan of God the cross was, was God's joker. The cross was jo God's joker. And let me also say this. The cross is not just God saving you. The cross is God saving himself. <laughs> so let me give you the picture. It's something in Isaiah we call wonderful counselor. We think he's wonderful, comma, counselor. No, there's nothing like that. He's the wonderful counselor. The extraordinary strategist. That means as the chief judge, he showed up in court one day and his son was on the bench for a crime that he committed. Now, if he sentenced the boy to death, you have your wife to deal with at home. Why couldn't you find... You know, soft landing for us. Why could you put him in prison for X, Y, Z? I mean, young people are more loyal to their feelings than the fact. Now, if he says you are free, the legal team will call him to say there's something wrong with you. So the judge came out of his attire and became the punishment for the sin. So the cross was how God delivered himself from the allegations that the enemy would have brought towards him and you. It's very clear. Correct. So, when he, so they didn't know at all that God could become man to save man. For, yeah. They, you know, what... Conf, I didn't plan all of this. What confused the enemy the most was the seed of the woman. That's where God lost Satan in Genesis. Because women have egg, not seed. So he said the seed of the woman will bruise. See this guy, no? you don't know what they talk. He lost the devil there. The seed of the woman that was been traveling. Traveling, moving. Abraham, everything, just traveling. And then Jesus shows up. That's why the Bible says, if they had known. They, no, they didn't see it coming. That was Jesus's, that was God's joker. It was the plot twist. Do you think if they knew that that was the Messiah, they would have preserved him? So you must not die. But the sponge, uh -uh. If, even if you slap me, no worry. I forgive you, no worry. But you will not die. <laughs> on the cross, especially on the cross, they would have beheaded him. Because that would have, yes, that makes the sacrifice useless. Because the document says cost is everyone that hands. But they now went to crucify him. Go, go, go. Shouting, crucify him. Crucif they don't have sense. 
falling prey to the plot twist. So they didn't see it coming. If no, they say lie, devil would not have done it. They would have just pushed him from the mountain or hang him or stone him to death. That would have destroyed everything. But they now took him to the cross. The detailing is what amazes me. Took him to the place where Abraham almost killed his son. His Mount Moriah, behind his Mount Calvary. So Abraham was going to kill his son here. Behind there is Calvary. They now took him there. Go, go, go. So it's the seed of the woman. That's what confused the devil. He, the, at that point, the devil said, ah, no, 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 no. He didn't see it coming. It was God's joker. It was God delivering himself that this secret, I will keep it to myself. Wow. If the cross is God's secret, it means the cross is God's power. No, you are not hearing me. You know how you are playing card? You say, I have a joker. That means, don't worry, I know what to do. (laughs) Okay. You know how they were buying delegates? Somebody was buying aspirants. So when they was buying delegate, God was saying, what are all these prophets, all these, oh yeah, all of you, oh yeah, make sure you kill him. And then they are killing him. They fulfill the divine agenda of God. I got to close. So that's why we call him the great counselor. That means the wonderful counselor. That means, ah, we did not see this coming. If they will talk to you, the joker, that, that's that Friday night, that they didn't see Sunday morning coming. See Isaiah 9 verse 6. For a child has been born to us. The son has been given to us. He showed us responsibility. And he's called extraordinary strategist. That's what you call wonderful. There's no comma. Wonderful. Counselor. That's King James' mistake. It's the same. Wonderful counselor. Extraordinary strategist. The cross is God delivering himself first. And the cross is God's joker. It's his joker. Nobody knew. Satan didn't know that this man, this God can become man. What is man that thou art mindful of him? That ah, no, it's not possible now. He didn't see it coming. Are you listening to me? Well, let's close. Someone say thank you for the cross. Someone say thank you for the cross. And like I said, if if the cross, hmm. Hold on a minute. If the cross is God's joker, it means that the cross is God's power. Now, see, if God now gives you his power, why are you not using it? What we are saying is that I have my own. God is saying, no, 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 no. This one eh, has defeated time and eternity. And as one, hold the message of the cross. Defeated time and eternity, take. And with this one, this is how I won the enemy. This is how I won the enemy in eternity. This is how you win him in time. But no, we want other things. 
Because we actually think that the cross is not strong enough. We think that the cross is not just cross die. No, no. Is there something else you can do, teach about, not just his death? Are you playing? That is the strength of the gospel that we preach. The power of the cross. Somebody say amen. amen. Why do you think Acts chapter 8 verse 5 and Philip went down and preached Christ to them? That's the message of the church. First Corinthians, next verse. First Corinthians, for we preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews, it's a stumbling block. Why is it a stumbling block? They, they didn't see it coming. Unto the Greeks, it is foolishness. But to us, it is the power of God. Second Corinthians 4 verse 5. It says, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. So we preach what Christ has done. The eternal plan of God's salvation. The intention of God's salvation. Are you listening to me? That is the message of the church. So we've thought the cross ended the law. Just doing a recap. The cross positioned us for the blessing. Can you remember that? Then we, we dealt, the cross brought us into the family. Can you remember that? Sins were covered under the, before the cross, but the cross took sins away. Do you remember that? Then we dealt with the cross was the cancellation point. Can you remember that? Let me deal quickly today. The cross, before the cross, forgiveness changed with the cross. That's what I put it like that. Forgiveness changed with the cross. In the Old Testament, you had to forgive to be forgiven. Yeah, in the Old Testament. That's what it will show you. But in the New Testament, we forgive because we are. You didn't hear me. We forgive what? Say it again. We forgive. Now, somebody's going to read Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, and then 14 to me. Matthew chapter 6, verse 12. Put it up. Matthew chapter 6. But Pastor Flourish, the Bible says, and forgive our debtors as we forgive. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Go to verse 14. For if we forgive them, men, their trespasses, your heavenly father also will forgive you. Verse 15. But if you do not forgive them, God will not. How do you think? What kind of God is that? That's not, that's, that's before the cross. God is not forgiving you because you forgave men. God has already eternally forgiven you. You forgive because you have received forgiveness. All those people who dream dreams out of high fever, typhoid, and malaria, how one pastor and one choir master went to heaven and could not enter because he has not forgiven the usher in the church. It's just high fever. You've brought the message of God to a matter of forgiveness. Listen to me. Unforgiveness is hindering you, not hindering God. God is too big to let your unforgiveness hinder his mercy. Your unforgiveness is, is you drinking poison and expecting your enemies to die. No, no. It's stopping you. It's not going to stop God. For you say, ah, so pastor, you're just saying we should, we should live in unforgiveness. That's what your head told you. That's not what my mouth said. Because people hear from where they are and who they are. But for, is that someone who will stop God from blessing? You go and find people that God is blessing. You think they don't have people that they are, that they are beefing. God said, mm, I was going to bless you, but because of this thing, mm, 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 there's nothing like that in scriptures. Because guess what? You cannot adequately dispense forgiveness if you have not accurately received forgiveness because you cannot give what you do not have so the cross changed the matter of, of forgiveness and my mother used to tell me one time one of my uncles offend, offended her after my dad died said, hmm, if not because they are only Kevin that's your uncle I know forgive her I said mommy this is manipulation that means the only reason you are forgiving him is because you want to make heaven 
It's not because you actually forgive him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Tell the neighbor, it's easy for me to forgive. Because the cross has forgiven me. Are you listening to me? So let me show you something. Galatians chapter 4 verse 4. It says, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law. So that the Lord's prayer that you read in Matthew chapter 6 is not the New Testament prayer. I usually tell people, leave it for the Lord. It's not your prayer. If you want to know where Jesus prayed, it's John chapter 17. That's where he prayed. So that prayer Jesus prayed in Matthew, he prayed under the law. See scriptures. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law. He said it under the law. It was a law prayer, not a grace prayer. Are you listening to me? Okay. So let's see, let's see how the cross dealt with forgiveness. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. No, 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 no. One, two, three, go. Let's read. Forgiving one and even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So you forgive because you have received forgiveness. You don't forgive because you want to be forgiven. You forgive because you have been forgiven. So you adequately dispense forgiveness because you have accurately received forgiveness. So a believer should be able to forgive easily. You why? Because you are standing under the waterfall of forgiveness of sins. What does that mean? You dispense easily forgiveness of sins. Tell your neighbor, it's easy for me to forgive. I didn't hear you say it's easy for me to forgive. Come on, I say it's easy for me to forgive. So I, I do not carry grudge. No bitterness. It's easy for me to forgive. Now forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation. Bring them back to you as your bestow. Walk his circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So you, you can keep them in their space. It's just foolishness to just keep bringing somebody who consistently does the same thing to you. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Keep them where they are, and, but you make sure that you thoroughly love them when you see them. And as you love them, you keep them moving. There are friends that have done me shaggy. Put a tadudu in my eyes. Give me banza barawu. They've done... <laughs> I have forgiven them, but will I just wake up on a Friday, say, I'm bored, let me go and chill with them, chill us club. It's not going to happen. Where are we? What are we chilling? But will I see them and buy them lunch or buy them dinner? Yes. The last time we even tried, we said, ah, you know, so you'll be a big boy now, and you go pay for our hotel room. I say, yes. In my mind, I'm like, Kai, they've not changed. In their mind, they are trying to be smart with me, not knowing that that's how God is blessing me. And I really claim, I say, yes, now, normal level, now, sort your rooms, put the bill on me. And I say, I left, I say, my Kai, these guys are still there. That unilag behavior is still there. Chai. I'm like, yeah, put the bill on me. Because you just showed me that this is who you are. And you're trying to do that to think that you want to, we just, you won't smart me. No, 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 no. On Romy Street. In your mind now, they don't, I don't chop you money. Hmm? So sleep, you will, 80,000, we are pay, pay, pay. Swipe my card. Yo, bless you. I will come chill in your room. I say, no, I did pray. I know that they go preach. So now give me time. Oh, yeah, you know, so you don't be geo now. I say, you know now. So, but Joro Council, there's no, so you mustn't be bestows. No, no, that's the problem. No, 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 no. So I, no, 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 no. Just love them like that. 
from afar. But make sure that there is no atom of... And let me say this to you. Bitterness can be like onion, so it has many layers. So make sure that you keep stripping all the layers of bitterness out of your heart. I decided I will never be bitter. You can't be bitter and better at the same time. You have to choose one. You can't be bitter and better. You have to choose one. I will not be bitter. Are you listening to me? That's how you deal with unforgiveness. Somebody say amen. Because it hinders you. It doesn't hinder anybody. Colossians 3. Let's close. Colossians 3 verse 13. It says, 1, 2, 3, go. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. It didn't say, if you want to be forgiven, forgive them. It says, even as Christ forgave you, give me this in the next translation. Can we read together? One, two, three, go. Tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release the same gift. Tell anybody, release you. Uh, Joxy, you release MVP, release them. So they carry MVP for matches. Tell anybody, release you. I release you. And what you are releasing, what, what you are releasing here, you are releasing forgiveness that you have received. They are releasing their leaders. They are releasing their leaders. <laughs> you are. <laughs> they release people over here. You tell me you are releasing him. Yeah, release him. Swabi, thank you, Joe. Release him. Release him. Don't mind him. Don't mind him. Because of me and God, release him. So what you are releasing right there is the forgiveness that you have received vertically. That's what you are releasing horizontally. So you are able to dispense forgiveness because you have accurately received forgiveness. That's how you move light. There's no... Why? Because your vessels have to be channeled to dispense God's grace and not to be carrying somebody's misbehavior. No, 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 no. I release glory to God. Glory to God. So let's talk about enforcing the cross and so we can close. I said, we still have time. No, we don't have time. You, you like the way I'm soft today, right? <laughs> Glory to God. And the anointing of God is really strong in this room. Really strong in this room. Very, let me show you something now. Mo, mo, <laughs> okay, I'll just go. Let's close. No, I just thought of something, eh? And it pained me. I should release it. Somebody say thank you for the cross. Say it again, say thank you for the cross. Let me tell you what hurts me the most. Bro, it's the years of darkness and ignorance. We've preached on these people for a long time. It's painful. We've kept people in bondage. And they're still keeping because they refuse to preach the cross. His name is Moses. And I showed you about Moses on Wednesday. Moses was not a regular guy. Moses was, a, Moses was the Jesus of Israel. <laughs> oh, God. Ha. Okay, 
Okay, okay, okay. Flourish, okay, okay. There are two people in the, in the Bible that God had to deal with himself because of the biggest problem. <laughs> Moses and Elijah. <laughs> Why do you think God buried Moses? By himself. He didn't give that job to anybody. If, if they find where Moses is buried today to be the biggest church in the world, it, the, tab, the tabernacle that we built on it, do you know who Moses was? Jesus walked on water. Moses opened Red Sea. The ground was not soft, was dry. And they walked through it. You think they will believe you're Jesus? They won't. That's why Hebrews, the Bible, gets to, has to show them that, you know what? This Moses is a shadow. Jesus is the real deal. That is the problem with Israel. That this guy is out of the way. Moses. Jesus fed 5,000. Moses clapped his hand, risky burger, every morning. <laughs> so if you are looking for miracles, you are likely going to fall into Moses' trap. When I know the year word. If you're, that's the problem. If you're looking for miracles, you will fall into Moses' trap. Because Moses has more supernatural than Jesus. He has more spectacular than supernatural. Jesus is the real deal. Bread from heaven. They chop wear, nothing up. Moses gave them clothes and shoes. 40 years, he no wear out. Do you know what it means? Nigga, to wear this cloth tomorrow morning, it is newer. Your shoe newer, your nails. That's how they were living. Growing on you. As you grow, the cloth will grow too. If you slim, you go slim, follow you too. Pillar of cloud by day. AC to cool you. In the night, pillar of fire to warm you. You think that guy is a regular guy? Say, what, what happened in, in Egypt? Well, I'm like, you don't. That, the reason you're asking me the question is that you don't, you don't know Moses. Who sent the plague? Is that, is, that, is it not God that did it? Do, do you know who Moses is and the angels that worked with him? Because they told God, we don't need you. Give us Moses. So God stepped aside and gave Moses and the angels to deal with them. Another bad guy. Sorry, bad guy. Eh? Bad Elijah. He went to a pillar of cloud. God, not bring a coma. Say, just stay here first, I beg. They didn't release him back. Oh, say, stay, stay. You, you, your problem big. <laughs> Mount Transfiguration. Jesus is praying. Oh God, I don't have time. And then the Bible says the cloud opened. Peter with his big mouth. Let us build three tabernacles. One for Moses. One for Elijah. One for Jesus. Verse 4 and verse 5. While he yet speak, that means God not let him finish. Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved son, in whom I gotta go, in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye, don't listen to the prophet. Oh. 
Don't listen to Moses. Listen to Jesus. Give me verse 8. Verse 8. Let's see. Verse 8. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no man except Jesus only. Moses had disappeared. God took them. Say, no, 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 no. That was the final. Let's end this matter. And in there, the gospel is preached. Because Moses was buried. We don't know where he was buried. Elijah went up. We don't know where. So in the same way, Jesus would die and be buried. And we go up. So Moses represented the death. Elijah represented resurrection. I'm teaching good. Jesus run two of them. Say, I cancel you here. I cancel you here. He crossed them. And it's not life in me. Glory! Hey. Jesus. Jesus. So Moses, so let me just, I've laid foundations. Let me go. Moses now in our text, after they came out, put my text there. And they were thirsty. And so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. This guy that did that miracle from the Red Sea. And they went out in the wilderness of shore. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Next verse. And when they came to Mara, Mara is Miriam. Mara is Mary. Mara means bitterness. Mara is Maureen. Don't be angry that I tell, told you the meaning of your name. You should have Googled it before now. So I'm just preaching. Don't put that blame on me. Mara is Maureen. And they could not drink of the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name is called Mara. Next verse. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we now drink? This water is bitter. Next verse. And he cried unto the Lord. And the Lord didn't give him a source. The Lord showed him a tree. Genesis chapter 2 verse 9. Am I teaching? Out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree in, that is pleasant in the sight and good for food. And the tree of life also was in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So what caused problem in the garden is that Adam chose the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But the tree of life was there. He didn't choose tree of life. So the problem that Adam, the, the sin that he committed was the rejection of the tree of life. How do you eat this tree of life? I'm glad you asked. First John chapter 5. Sorry, Revelation chapter 2 first. Revelation 2 verse 7. He that hath ear, let him hear what the Spirit has said to the churches. Watch this. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So you have to overcome to eat. Are you seeing this? To him that overcome, you have to overcome to eat. How do you overcome? First John chapter 5. I'm teaching good. Who is it that overcometh the word? But he that believeth. I am preaching. I am preaching. So you eat. You overcome by what? Believing. Galatians 3, 13 to 14. I'm teaching good. Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. For it is written, cause is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So it was a tree matter. 
Moses had to enforce the cross. Moses who told us about the law. The Moses who told us about Genesis saw something critical in Exodus. And he's saying, don't worry. God now showed him the tree. Because Moses should know the tree because he wrote Genesis. If you like, don't enforce it. I'm showing you the bad guy, Moses. He used the cross in the Old Testament. He left the law there. He didn't bring the stone and threw stone inside the water. It is a sacrifice and offering to the Lord. He used three and threw the three inside the water and the water became sweet. The water did not become clean. Because when God restores, he doesn't restore you to where you fell from. He restores you to where you were aiming at. I decree your life will be sweet. Give me 20 seconds to preach to your neighbor. Maybe not you. God sent me to tell you the days of you living in bitterness morning are over. I know you lost that baby, lost that job, lost that opportunity. But God sent me to tell you your life will be sweet. If you can enforce the cross on your life, on everything that is bitter, get ready for sweetness. Get ready for sweetness. Things are about to shift. Things are going to change. As you enforce the cross this morning, get ready for sweet days. I don't know whose word is this. The remaining part of this year, get ready for sweetness. Get ready for peace. Peace that passes understanding. Joy unspeakable. Messages new every morning, grace unending, power unfailing. Whose word is this this morning? God sent me to tell you, I don't know where you're standing in this room, your life will be sweet. If this is your word, throw your hands up and shout, thank you, Jesus. I look for two people, tell them my life will be sweet. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. Make it two, two people. Find the third person. Tell them my life will be sweet. Tell them I don't know about you. I don't care about the economy. I'm getting ready for sweet life. Oh my God. I'm getting ready for sweet life. I don't know about you, but I am getting ready for sweet life. My life will be sweet. My marriage will be sweet. My house will be sweet. My health will be sweet. My finances sweet. My future sweet. November sweetness, December sweetness, the whole of 2024, as I enforce the cross, my life will be sweet. I don't know whose word this is, but I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost as something in this rumor moving from my bald head down to my small little toes. God sent me to preach to somebody. Your days of crying are over. Weeping men down for a nine, but joy comes in the morning. Breaking news, baby. Good morning. Your morning is here. Joy has come. Sweetness has come. If this is your word, look for three more people dead in my life, my job, my home, everything about me will be sweet. Sweet November. Sweet December. Sweet November. 
sweet December, sweet 2024, sweet life, sweet home, sweet life, sweet home, sweet health, sweet joy has come. In the name of Jesus, joy, joy has come. Bitterness is excavated. In the name of Jesus, joy has come. Bitterness excavated in the name of Jesus. The restoration of your soul. Joy! Your life will be sweet. Sweetness is here. In the name of Jesus. Sweetness is here. In the name of Jesus. Life will be sweet. My life will be sweet. The people. Sit, sit, sit. I'm going to close you. Push them in. Sit. The thing is just for me and you don't tell the church is is the detailing in the scriptures for me mara means bitterness the mother of jesus her name is mary out of that bitterness came the sweetest thing is this playing what kind of playing is this from the foundations of the word why mary it has to align with the template of the scriptures that if your life is bitter it's because it's bitter without Christ so every Maureen and Mary here can still have sweetness because of the tree but see now we Pastor Philip, Pastor Larry we have dragged Moses we need to drag Elijah Those two guys, they use the tree. Second Kings chapter 6. Let's close. They had the tricks. They knew what to do. They were hid it from us. You see why I say he pained me just now? Now we tell you think about he pained me. Elijah. Start from verse 1. Men of less I freestyle this story. Make you see how. So if you like, don't enforce the cross. The bad guys of the Old Testament, they had a joker. You, that it is your own right. Don't use it. They play. And the sons of the prophet send them to Elisha, which is the son of Elijah, right? Behold, now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Next verse. Let us go, for we, sh- we pray thee. Uh, you know, Elisha has the double portion of Elijah's anointing. So, to, <laughs> and Elijah don't do him somewhere. Where he lay him from? Give me verse three. And he said, "Come, be content. I pray thee, and go with the servant." And he answered, "I will go." Next verse. So they went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. Next verse. And but as one was felling the beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. But the axe said, Oh, in times I be water. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. He didn't even ask God. Moses actually. <laughs> Bro, don't stand. Moses actually went to the Lord and said, Lord, this guy not even bother. He don't read Moses. He came after Moses. So he had Moses' knowledge. 
and Elijah took pocket. So he says, we have felt it. It is a less break. And he showed him the place and he cut down a stick and cast a tree again and cast it hither and the iron did now. Iron float, they pull wood, iron float. Now wood I caught, now iron swim. Hey God. Now cross I bring, resurrection showed up. I don't know who you are as you enforce the cross over your life. Everything that is dead comes back to life. Oh, that's for your neighbor, not you. I say, everything that is dead comes back to life. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy. I don't know whose word this is this Sunday morning. God sent me to tell you as you begin to enforce the cross in the next two minutes, everything that is dead jumps back to life. Your health comes back to life. Your home comes back to life. Your business comes back to life. In the name of Jesus, God sent me to tell you, resurrection and sweetness is now your portion. If Elijah knew this, if Moses knows this, what of you whom Christ really died for, who he resurrected for, and the blood of speaking pleasant things than the blood of Abel speaks for you. I came to prophesy to somebody, I don't know whose word this is, get ready for resurrection power. Everything that is dead jumps back to life now. Everything that was bad is fixed by the Spirit of God. If this is your walk, throw your hands up, shall thank you. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I'm going to give you two minutes. And in these two minutes, don't even hold your neighbor. You're praying for yourself. What you're doing is that I enforce the cross. Is there something bitter in your life? Is there something shaking? Is there something confusing? I enforce the cross. Everything that has gone down is coming back up. Everything that is bitter becomes sweet. In the name of Jesus. You have two minutes to pray now. It is your prayer, it is not mine. And I hope you are praying strong. I hope you are praying strong. I bring the cross to speak. I'm sorry I can't hear you praying. I'm really sorry I can't hear you praying. Shuda bahata basiko, reto sivri ento konski, rapito skibre hente veladis, repete melegadiso. Come on, bring your children's health, bring your career, bring your businesses, bring your home, and then enforce the cross. Enforce the cross. Enforce the cross. Bring your career. Bring your home and your business. Oh, I'm sorry I can't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry I can't hear you. Shida Baba Dalevos. Kebo Koboski Dibila. Repotoboski. Etoboski Pratabalatabas. My God. Echoes Keperotosi. This is how you want to enforce the cross. I thought you were praying really strong right now. I enforce the cross on my health. 
you're saying is, if Christ has said to be free, then I'm free indeed. Put Ephesians 1 7 message translation. If you have nothing to pray about, read this scripture. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. We have free people, free of penalties and punishment, chopped up by all of his deeds. Not just barely free either, but abundantly free. Open up your mouth and decree and declare. Christ has set me free. I walk in the revelation that I'm free indeed. No cause is holding me. No yoke. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Are you praying, church? My God. In the name of Jesus. I want you to go home. You now know God's weapon. You know God's secret. Listen, you know God's weapon. You know God's secret. Every, somebody get to work on Monday morning. Say, Father, I enforce the power of the cross. Get to your home. That husband or wife behaving crazy. I enforce the power of the cross. Go to your health. I enforce the power of the cross. Next time you visit your mother and she's talking, I enforce the power of the cross. But the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But unto us who believe, it is the power of God. God has given you his joker. If Moses knew this, for Elisha, Elijah's boy knew this. It is so painful that the church doesn't know it, Pastor Larry. It's really painful. If they knew this and we don't know it, it's sad. So guess what? We enforce our village house. We enforce our, That's what we do. We don't enforce the cross. I enforce the cross on my life. I am fruitful. I flourish. Put Ephesians 1 7 message. Come on. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. I am not just free, I am free from penalties and punishment, chopped up by all my misdeeds. And not just barely free either. I am abundantly free. Abundantly free. The cross must return to the church, for it is the logo and the brand of the church. And this is the power of God. Spend the next seven days enforcing the cross on your health, on your job, on the delay. The cross is mysterious, it's powerful, but has been given to us. Put the cross on the business. Put the cross on that child of yours. Lay hands on them and say, I enforce the cross. And by the power of the cross, I cross out every trait that is not of God that the devil wants to bring here. And I subdue it under the power. That's how to pray. This is the prayer of the church. How can Moses know this? Then Elisha, arrogant, he didn't even pray. Cut, cut, cut wood for me. He knew the joker. 
that God is your redemption plan. If he fails, now that means it cannot happen. God had to show up. Go and enforce the cross. That's all I have for you this morning. Can I say help with these few words of mine? I've been able to convince you and not confuse you. Go home. Enforce the cross. So the revelation of the cross is not for excitement. It's for enforcement.